Welcome into a special weekend road edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined from a double bed across the room by Nick Kruger. Nick, how's it going? Wow, boy, racy start to this podcast here. Yeah, that's right. Well, we got a nice hotel room. Two double beds is really something that tells you what type of accommodations we have this weekend here in Chicago or some type of suburb of Chicago. Rob Cassidy, of course, not with us. Must be nice. Uh, <laughs> sitting at home, sipping my ties or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever they do down in Miami. So uh, anyway, sorry we're so late this week. Nick was moving. Rob is uh, turned into Rob Nyer, some type of analytics uh, czar, Bill James or Ooh. whatever. Yeah, corporate mathematician. Rob, uh, he's going to be doing all of our finances here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, he's working on some type of project, which... Uh, Prohibited him from recording, so I should have probably just done this myself, Colin Cowherd style, but uh, <laughs> didn't get around to it. So we're here. Uh, we apologize for the delay, and we'll be sure to have another episode next week. Uh, we want to remind everybody: please tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you listen to. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Rivals Podcast, etc. We're going to jump right into it. This is going to be a uh, lightning fast episode. I don't remember what we're talking very, about. Very candid episode for me as I have no idea what any of these topics we're about to talk about are. Oh, well, you know what? I've been very disconnected from the everything. One thing we should talk about, we'll wait for next week, is the legalized uh, sports gambling. Uh, we will discuss that with Rob, who was recently scolded for talking about gambling on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll give it a whirl and uh, try to see what type of impact we think that might have on college football, and especially uh, from a recruiting perspective. So jump right into it. Alabama in the news. All types of drama this week. Uh, this week's story: quarterback battle. We heard Jalen Hurts' dad come out early in the year and say. He was going to be the biggest free agent, uh, you know, this side of the Mississippi or whatever, if uh, he decided to transfer. Well, then, not to be outdone, our boy Tua Tagovailoa, also affectionately referred to as Tua Star (laughs) by people on this show. So get this. This is a good story, Nick. He was talking to a group of 7th and 8th graders in Hawaii, right? Right. He said, quote, I wanted to leave the school. So I told myself if I didn't play in the last game, which was the national championship game, I would transfer out. If I gave in, I don't think I would have seen the end blessing of where I am now. Uh, And then he said, I called my dad to ask him if uh, my offer to the University of Southern California was still available. I wanted to leave. I told my dad I wanted to go to school. I thought it'd be easier for me and wouldn't challenge me so much. So obviously, Tua Star came in and, and played. It all worked out. Or so we thought. Now we have a QB battle. Nick Saban hasn't named a starter, at least as far as I know. Uh, and now it's clear one of them's going to leave, right, Nick? Well, doesn't that just mean that he just wants to go to USC then? Because, <laughs> because I mean, what? Like, how could he have possibly have known? He okay, if I don't play in this next game, then I'm gone, and it's the national championship game. Like, that's not a game where you just decide like willy nilly right. to put somebody in. Now he's pa- now he's painted himself into a corner. Now you're stuck at Alabama too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I saw on Twitter somebody suggested that his brother had you know now they got his brother committed and now he said this is two against one. Do you lose two? Two uh, two to us? <laughs> two uh, against one. <laughs> yeah, two uh, and Talia. Uh, so anyway, I don't know what's going to happen. Alabama has two quarterback commits in this class. Two his younger brother and uh, Paul Tyson, 
great-grandson of Bear Bryant. So how do you feel about Tyson? Uh, he's not bad. I mean, I, I, neither one of them are to the level of, of either one of these quarterbacks, I think. You know, I, I just... Uh, the, the other thing that I, I guess we've glazed over very in, in our very brief time talking about this already is the context in which he's talking to 7th and 8th graders. About. Right. Well, so evidently there was a reporter in the class, which is odd. I guess because, you know, local boy done good, you know, comes to speak to people. Uh-huh. Um, but my guess would be he was, sounded like he was trying to teach him a lesson, like don't give up, you never know. I could have quit, and I wouldn't have gotten the blessing. Oh, okay. So, so I think the the tone of what he said is probably twisted. Right on paper, it looks like he would. Oh, I was about to transfer, and really, he, that's the way I read it. Right. Was he was gonna, you know, telling kids, you know, don't give up. Right. I got it. Okay. Well, in that case, it doesn't sound as bad as. Oh. What was that? Dinging. My iPad. Cookies are done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, so, well, if that's the case, but I mean, but, on the other hand, though. Who would you keep, Tua? If you had to pick, Tua or Hurts? Tua. Right. I think if what Nick, if what Nick Saban's probably going to do is going to be like, oh, we're going to play both of them, and then, so we can keep both of them, you know, play them both the first right. couple days, right. the first couple games. But if I were Hurts, I'd be getting that degree, and I would be... Out of here. What are the first? Uh, what are the first couple games on Alabama's schedule? Well, they always play somebody good. The first. Let's. Uh, I remember thinking. Maybe playing Texas here in about twenty years. Yeah, as, I know. <laughs> it as it affected UCF, uh, because it, they Texas canceled their game with UCF so they could play Alabama. Wow. Alabama's sticking it to them again. Boy, that no love for the national champions. Week one, Alabama and Louisville. Mm. Uh, week two. Alabama and Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. Week three, Alabama and Ole Miss. Right, right into the conference schedule in week three. And then Texas A&M. So, so uh, what are the chances that we get a situation where Saban says, we'll play one quarterback one week and another quarterback the next? And if that's the case, if Hertz plays against Arkansas State, no disrespect, yeah, he's going to have a big game. Mm. Uh, looking at this schedule, I don't see one. The only potential loss, Al- Alabama should be 11-0 and going into the Auburn game. I mean, listen to this schedule. Louisville, win. Arkansas State, win. Ole Miss, win. Texas A&M, win. Louisiana Lafayette, win. Arkansas, win. Missouri, win. Tennessee, win. <laughs> LSU, Win. Mississippi State. Well, win. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you're just saying that. Citadel. Win. Because right. you're 11 and 0. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How many teams are they playing with new coaches? One. Well. Two. I mean, three, early. Okay, four. but if you're, if you're Ole Miss, if you're, for example, if you're Ole Miss, wouldn't you rather play them early in the season coming off a, a relative cupcake game to them? If you're going to catch them, that might be the moment. Yeah, Unless maybe, you're playing in week one or something. Maybe Missouri. For some reason, I think Missouri could throw on them. So. But anyway, we're not you know, playing okay. the schedule. We'll That's see what right. happens. 11-0. Take the over. Well, but 11-0 if they try and get fancy and play two quarterbacks for the sake of keeping yeah. them? I don't think Saban's going to play that game. He's going he's gonna to really have one. and then. So do you think he picks Tua and our boy Mac Jones is one snap away from being <laughs> under center? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, of course, I discounted Mac Jones yet again, and a hor- <laughs> horrible professional mistake by me. But but if that but but didn't we didn't we just talk about how somebody he was getting rave reviews in spring practice? Yeah. So if that's the case, you've already got you you've got more time ahead of you with Tua. You've probably got more athletic upside with Tua. I just think you know the numbers never lie, and they add up to uh, you know Tua being. <laughs> Being the more sensible pick in this scenario, right? Yeah, well, that's a major story to watch for for Alabama. I think going in, uh, and but in terms of recruiting impact, the only way it has a recruiting impact is if Tua decides to leave. I can't imagine his brother then deciding to go there as well. So then you have Jalen Hurts, who's a junior. Once again, Mac Jones, one snap away, and then you know you got Paul Tyson as the only uh, contingency plan, really. Yeah, but they'll find. They'll find somebody. Yeah, grad transfer or something. All right, speaking of Alabama, boy, we had drama this week via Nick Saban. Uh, Nick, here's from College Football Talk. Nick Saban takes jab at UCF's self-proclaimed national title, but Gus Malzahn stays out of it. So this is what I found to be, you know, if you're Nick Saban, where are we at in society? Why, why Why even acknowledge it? So here's what... So here's what Saban has to say. Where was he talking? Uh, I'm not sure. This is from College Football Talk, though. I guess anybody has the prerogative to claim anything, Saban said to USA Today, commenting on UCF's claim to a national championship for the 2017 season. But self-proclaimed is not the same as actually earning it, and there's probably a significant number of people who don't respect people who make self-proclaimed sort of accolades for themselves. Why not just say, you know, if you're going to say it, just say it. Don't give me this, you know, a lot of people think I should be getting the Nobel Prize, but I'm not going to say it. You know, like, <laughs> there's probably a significant number of people who don't respect people. Just say, I, you know, what, how do you feel, Nick? Um, you know, the thing is, if I'm UCF, this is, this is a total you mad bro situation, right? right? Because, uh... And and first of all, and everybody, I mean, let's let's get it straight here. I mean, they had college game day had Nick Saban on what like two weeks before the the final four were picked or something like that. Yeah, Essentially, just to, just yeah. to give him a platform to campaign for that spot. And uh, one of those two teams was undefeated, and it wasn't Alabama, if I'm uh, not mistaken. You know, here's here's the thing, Woody. I'm a noted Major League Soccer fan. There's a thing. There's there's a thing where if you win the regular season, you get the supporter right, shield. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a uh, in a lot of fantasy football leagues, for example, if you're the regular season champ, you get some kind of no, cut of the. That. I hate that in fantasy football. Well, but I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, there's you know, let's even even if you were even if you were that uh, that out on UCF and their opinion of themselves, like at least give them a little bit of credit for doing something that nobody else did last season, huh? Right. Well, so. How about this? Now we have a clap back from Scott Frost. Okay. He says... Good quote, boy standing up for his old team. That's right. right. He says, quote, Alabama probably has one or two national championships they claim that weren't necessarily recognized by everybody, oh, which is true. I mean, a lot of Alabama fans point to 1941 as saying, <laughs> you know... How could we forget? Right. I'm just, you know, that 41 season, very controversial. Um, Frost alluded to the, po- the fact that 17 of national uh, national championships Alabama's football program claimed several ti- title teams came before modern polling systems came about. Um, 
And Frost had previously said at the end of the day, the playoff system is the national championship team that wins the playoff. So, you know, uh, and then back to more saving quotes. We only have one defeated team. That's hard to do. I'll have a tournament. It's a matter of respect for them. Well, here's, here's the, let me ask you this. If you said, if you, if you had a conversation to, I guess, maybe the AD, but let's say the head coaches in this scenario. Let's say Scott Frost stayed at UCF. Coming into this season, let's say the schedules weren't preset. If you asked Alabama, do they want to play UCF, would they be more likely to say yes than UCF saying, then heck yes, we would want to play Alabama. Right. yeah. And I, you know, because there's no upside for Alabama to play that game. Right. No, I agree with you. They would never have played. I mean, listen, do I think UCF would have beat Alabama? No. But, you know, that's why they, that's why they lace them up, Nick, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, we would all be glued to that game, though. That would have been an amazing game, especially. And they could play a week one of this season. Well, you know, we got, it's a lot of players in the NFL now. From I know, but, but, you, but the marketing machine at this point. You could still you could still get a pretty good number on that game. Here's the thing, Nick Saban's just giving UCF what they want, which is to be talked about over and over and <laughs> over again. So, uh, big shout to Danny White, the UCF uh, athletic director, keeping them in the news. You know, we tried to have the UCF new coach Josh Heupel on the show, but uh, he's a little busy. He'll come around. Yeah, sup- supp- he- supposedly busy. Scheduling conflict. Well, he's got a lot. He's got a he's got big shoes to fill at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Uh, all right, moving on. This was a big story which you didn't even know about, Nick. Which is like every story on the show. <laughs> this one was great. So we had, uh, and Rob actually wrote a little uh, aggregation nation story on this one. Boy, the internet is slow in this hotel. Nick we, and I are trying to stream an episode of Atlanta after this. I don't know if it's going to happen. We are bogged down. So, uh, what happened was uh, this uh, I, this kid co- tweeted that he had an offer from Iowa. Let's see what his name is. As soon as I can get this thing, I can get the internet to load. Um, Jake Karchinski. Oh, of which, course. Uh, sounds like a three-star to me, if I were to guess, How based on you? his rankings. Uh, he tweeted it out. A few minutes later... Jim Hoff, Jim Hoffer, which is an assistant coach for Iowa State, replied and said, Welp, that's okay. <laughs> Have seen him competitively and was underwhelmed, as you know. Which, he definitely meant to DM this to somebody. As you know. As I stated prior. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this show, this could But this is just, he didn't commit to Iowa, right? No, he just, he just got an offer. announced that he had an offer, so... But, but basically, it, you know, the coaches seem to be saying like, well, I guess he's going to Iowa now that we didn't, you know, now that he got an offer from yeah. them, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, once, once the whelp with the P is involved. Yeah, but this shows you how petty these coaches can be, right? Oh, I didn't want him anyway. Wasn't a take. Well... Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of offer themes that we talk about on this show too. I mean, you know, one of the one of the major offering strategies being offering a kid for the sake of offering on account of the fact that he has other offers. Right. And, uh, and you know, and I, I suppose you know, if anything, this is a good lesson for other recruits. You know, to to know that. Uh, the recruiting is very much a sales pitch in That's some cases. Right. Yeah, oh, we were underwhelmed. 
Were you? If I was our boy Jake, I might have brought, busted out some text messages from these coaches. Well, I mean, and all he ended up doing was give Iowa State a favor because do you know who plays Iowa every year, guaranteed? Yeah. And if Jake really thinks he's the stuff, he's going to go to Iowa State and he's going to say, I'm going to take down those Hawkeyes. <laughs> but lo and behold, Jake has since committed to Iowa. Mm. He's from Wisconsin. When did he commit? Well, <laughs> oh, he just what day? What day is today? He committed today. Maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's a. Uh, wait a second. Maybe it's a mole job, and that guy. Ch- check out our coach's, our coach's uh, profile. Did he ever go to the University of Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a secret. <laughs> Espionage. Well, anyway. Good for Jake. Uh, Jake is unranked currently. Oh, Mike Farrell's going to be sending an email about mm. that to Josh. Well, Talk good, about needs rank. Good thing, <laughs> good thing he's not from the state of Texas right now. <laughs> did, you, did you get one of those emails this week? Uh, I'm working. Anybody listening to this podcast wondering what the deal is with Texas rankings, they're, they're in the oven, <laughs> as, as we would say. Well, boy. How 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 are the Kentucky rankings doing? Well, best believe they are done. Every <laughs> ranking associated with any of my players, especially the state of Arkansas, <laughs> is in the bag. Done deal. Uh, all right, so those are our three quick, three quick topics this week, as we're trying to keep it moving and uh, so we can do whatever it is we're doing here. I guess we could talk about Joe Burrow real fast. Uh, tonight he committed to LSU, the Ohio State transfer. You know, my question is, what does this show us about LSU's confidence in the quarterbacks they recruited? I mean, it's no excuse. You recruited, no, you know, Narcisse. You recruited mm-hmm. Brennan. Those are your guys. And now you're waiting on bringing a guy in. Here we are in May. A little late in the game, don't you think? Well, there's, you know, they also changed offensive coordinators. Uh, do they change quarterbacks coaches too? Or no? I can't remember. And neither one of us was crazy about Narcisse. Brennan, I thought, looked promising. Right, he looked better than Narcisse. Uh, but, you know, he came in, you know, with, you know, physically probably needing to Yeah, he was kind a of a little slight of build. But, I mean, he's been there now for more than a year. So, you know. I just would be concerned. I think, personally... You know, we saw what happened to Oregon after Marcus Mariota, their inability to develop. They've got Vernon Adams, and they did okay with a grad transfer one year. And then the next year they got some the, the uh, Dakota Pru Cup from Montana State or whatever, and he was terrible, and they just tanked the whole season. So hmm. I think your role in the, I think it's a real roll of the dice with these grad transfer QBs, I guess. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is, I mean, how, how much do you know about I mean, is the is this really like a SOS in terms of one of those in-house guys already not working out, or is it just kind of a insurance policy? I don't know. Stopgap situation. I think he's trying to go play. I think he's, he might have two years of eligibility left too. Mm. So there might be another transfer domino with one of those guys leaving, or maybe moving positions. <laughs> you catch Your new defensive end, Miles Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, he would not Arden Key's gone. Arden Key who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, that wraps up. Uh, that we're still following grad transfers. I'd like to do something, and if I could do the research, I would grading a lot of these grad transfers because a lot of the guys I wrote about last year. What do you mean grading? 
like, like how just how productive they ended yeah, up being. Yeah, like, Sounds like a job for in-house mathematician Rob Cassidy. Yeah, wants... Rob, can you cook up some Rob, we, we know you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Rob is an avid listener. Right? I'm working here. <laughs> hey, I'm working here. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so moving on. Time for Tweet of the Week, and guess what? It's, Ooh. it's more than one tweet. It's tweets on tweets on tweets. So let's get started. The first tweet comes from friend of the show, Sean Rose, also known as at Sean Face on Twitter. He retweeted uh, Sandra, who is a notorious uh, Miami Hurricanes fan. Her name is Ms. Mieyo305, I guess would be how you say it. She says, the creek two miles from my crib is six feet above flood stage. Man, these little houses might be done for the weekend. At which point, Sean retweets her and says, If you live near a creek, you forfeit the right to call your house a crib. And then with the... Uh, <laughs> no? I, that's, that might be... <laughs> that might be outside of my purview. Well, I think he meant... Oh, wait, there's more, there's more responses. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy, this internet. What, why don't we move... Wait, what's your second best tweet of the week? Uh... Tweet yeah, of the day. Right. They go. They go through a. They go through a back and forth. Is that like a van down by the river sort of? Statement? I think it just meant like she's not in the crib. She's in the burbs somewhere in a nice neighborhood. Is what I think. Yeah. Well. Okay. Burbs about, have nicely manicured lakes, not creeks. That. How about this one from uh, from uh, Javante Smart, okay. noted basketball recruit, LSU signee. Okay. Ain't nobody tell y'all fat pants ain't in style no more. <laughs> <laughs> Did he at you in that one? No. <laughs> uh, at which point, Kelvin Joseph, also named, known as Fat himself, oh my gosh, says only bosses. So I guess you can wear fat pants if you're still a boss. If your name is Fat, all your pairs of pants are fat. Right now, tweet of the week number three. All right, here we go. Miles Spider Sims, uh, former four star, now at Michigan. He says. Atlanta influence, influences everything. Yes. At which point, Abnormal, which is classy Kelsey, is her thing. I believe she she appears to be, uh, I don't know what she is. I think she's from Detroit. Chances are another Michigan student, if I were to guess. Uh-huh. She says, false. <laughs> Y'all copy from who? Where the verse everybody originated, LOL. <laughs> at, which, at which point, Spider says, Nobody wears that where I'm from. Thumbs down emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes, it goes back and forth. Uh, more, more from there with uh, <laughs> you know digresses. But I enjoyed Spider. Nobody says versus every. You know Detroit versus everybody. I think is what oh, she's going at. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Which is we saw a friend of the show Dave Lackford wearing a Philly versus everybody right. shirt right. recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you should tell what, what was that girl's name again? Yeah, she's gone now. Her Twitter handle though, abnormal. Yeah. That whole time you were talking, I was thinking about changing my Twitter handle to normal abs. <laughs> I'll see if that's available. <laughs> but the real, the real, real, real tweet of the week. Okay, finally goes to. <laughs> Might have to put two drops into yeah. this. <laughs> Anne M. Peterson. AP sports writer for the Associated Press. Oh, man, highbrow, highbrow. AP women's soccer writer, proud mom of two kids. Mm-hmm, okay. UCF alum. Oh. Or USC alum, sorry. 
My bad. Had UCF on the brain. <laughs> so Ann says, my daughter found an old picture of me from USC and said, damn, mom, you were a thotty. What does that even mean? Oh. At which point, we're talking 12 retweets, 123 likes. Yeah. At which point is, it goes, it derails from there. We got, you know, <laughs> we got all types of definitions. At which point our girl Ann says, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're, in tr- you're in trouble now. You're in trouble now, daughter. Oh, man. Well, all right. Okay, well, we finished strong after all. That was good. Yeah, that was she, a good she, last one. She did not think that was funny. At, at one point, the daughter did reply, uh... The daughter did reply saying that it was a compliment as a compliment. Sure. So, yeah, okay. I don't know. Uh, Thanks. I don't know where it shook out. And does a good job covering soccer up there, though, in Portland. Uh, so, uh... Well, sounds like she's got a lot of things covered. Oh, wait. The daughter tweeted it and she deleted it. Uh, oh, she protected her account. Uh, Man, come on. Yeah, you're still in trouble, Evelyn Jane. Use the full name to her daughter. Wow. Yeah, so, On the uh, internet? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't mean to say hottie, and now she's got to figure out how to pay for Gonzaga all by herself. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. So, uh... So humble, anyway. humble brag. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about, they're not making mediocre money with the AP if we're paying for, you know, private university at Gonzaga. So, yeah. big shout to Ann. All right, moving in. Um, Is it Rance? Oh, uh, yeah, Rance recommendation. What's up? Alright, so I don't necessarily have one to talk about, but I do have plenty to talk about. I, I know you've been saving one up. So. I have one. They, is, is the one that I still had on there the barbershop incident? Yeah, barbershop line. So, tell, tell me how you feel about this scenario. Okay, alright. So, there's a, so close, to, close to where I'm currently living, uh, soon to, I'm soon to be re- relocating here, but cl- close to where I'm currently living, there's a local chain of barbershops in Austin that a lot of people go to. There's one pretty relatively close to my house. Opens at nine, and if you don't get there right away, uh, I mean you're waiting instantly. The wait goes to a half hour or longer if you're not, you know, first in the door, right? And so I get there at about eight fifty, and uh, I'm waiting in the parking lot, checking emails or whatever on my phone, sitting in the car at the time, and uh, about five minutes later, somebody else pulls up pulls into another parking spot. This guy gets out of his car and goes and sits by the door of the so barbershop. So we're lining up outside? Like it's, lining up know, outside. Woodstock and even though Even though I was there first, now he parks his car, gets out, gets closer to the door, effectively jumps me in line, right? Okay. So, so that prompts me, of course, to get out of my car because, you know, now this guy has started a potential situation where if other people show yeah. up, they think he's first in line. He starts the line when I'm the line starter. So I go, I get out of my car, I go sit down next to him. If I, if I lose my first place in line, it's not the worst thing that ever happened to me. It's not like there's just one barber in there, right? Um, but I sit next to him, lo and behold, he says, Hey, you were here first. Once they, once it opens, you can jump me. Go ahead. Wow, okay. I didn't even say anything Stand to him. Up How so did you know you were there first? Because it, I was the only car in the parking lot. Oh, I was, okay, you know. Okay. Okay. So, so, hey, what a guy, right? Yeah. A, you know. So, eight fifty nine rolls around. You start to hear the the click on the door. They're unlocking it. What happens? Some other woman pulls up. 
gets out of her car, sits on the other side of this guy, closer to the door. She jumps both of us wow. in line. Goes in and doesn't doesn't give either of us the courtesy. Not even him, who she probably thought was sitting there right. closest to the door, ahead of me in line. And she just goes right about her business. <laughs> First person to sit down for a haircut. Can you believe it? I was fuming. I wouldn't have stood for that. And then, and then the guy that the guy that let me or that acknowledged that I was in front of him got called to sit down before me. So I ended up being the third person. (laughs) There were three hair cutters, so it ended up being a non-issue altogether. Okay. But wow, for about a half second, I was about ready to cut my own hair right (laughs) right there in that shop. Let me ask you a question. Why they don't take appointments at this place? They do like, uh, well. It's not, like, first of all, anybody who knows me and my hair is not worthy of any sort of appointment, first right. of all. Second of all, uh, it's, like, the opening, you know, open it first open to the day, whatever, whatever. I think they do call-aheads, like, if you can say, hey, I'm going to be there, right. put my name on the list, and then they'll be like, well, it's about a 40-minute wait, then you can time out when you actually walk through oh, the door. Okay. But no real, like, appointments or anything like See, that. See, my haircut, dude, I just text him and be like, I'm coming at this Well, this that seems to be, I mean, we've talked about several types of scenarios like that today, and I, again, I just... Okay, so I got one for you. All right. It's a very similar story. Okay. So we arrived here, as I texted you from the plane after I landed, uh-huh. and this happens to me and you on a regular basis, by the time we land at any city, we have to go pee so fast. <laughs> I got I to do it right now again. Right. I just peed before we started. Yeah, that we can't focus. Got to go pee. Got to get off the plane so I can pee. Hurry up. I got to pee. So, so, and all the laughing doesn't help. Right, yeah, exactly. So I get off the plane and I make my way to the bathroom. Uh-huh. At which point, you know, the urinals were very close together. To, to the point where you were probably touching shoulders, you know? <laughs> Among other things. Right, yeah. So I said, you know, they crammed too many in here. So I'm going to wait for a stall. Okay. You know, there's five stalls. <laughs> all of them currently, you know. Of course, in typical you want to talk about, airport fashion. Right. You want to talk about one of the most disgusting places on earth is a men's bathroom at the airport. Oh, any man. Time, especially if you go in the morning. Oh. So anyway... I decided, oh, I'm going to wait a minute. There was an older gentleman that was there waiting in front of me, and I could tell he really needed to, to get in there and, you know, needed the assistance of the, you know, the bars or whatever. Mm, mm, okay. So his stall opens up, I let him go. But this time, somebody else saunters up, you know, and the, we're waiting. Well, one of the st- stalls opens up closest to him. He just jumps just at it. Just goes right in. And there was another guy standing next to me, and I go... <laughs> I mean, come on, man. And he goes, he goes, yeah, man. I go, what did he think I was standing here for? Just watching people? <laughs> I, I will say in, in that guy's defense, nobody, nobody needs to get their hair cut in a dire no, sort no, of situation. <laughs> Versus. Well, eventually the urinals cleared out enough to, because I, I was just, I said, I told the guy I'm just going to let it ride. Yeah. Which I made it seem like I only had to go number one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Which I only did have to go number one. Okay. But I just If you say so. <laughs> I was only, You're number two goer? Yeah, I was, well, no, listen, I was, if I was going number two, believe me, <laughs> I would have been well discussed. <laughs> so anyway, but eh, people be cutting. I mean... We've really gotten into a, a me first 
It's not the Me Too movement. It's the Me First movement. <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> Microwave society. <laughs> Jalen Rose would say. Uh, recommendations. Why don't you recommend I, that documentary? Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was just thinking about that. Yeah, and, but the problem is that I don't actually remember what it's called. So you got to look it up. Ooh, but there is a four part documentary, and if anybody has gone on to Netflix, I'm sure they've already been made aware of it because it's one of their featured gimmicks. But yeah, I saw it pop up right away. I can't, I can't remember what it was Evil called. Evil Genius. Evil Genius, right? And it's and it starts out being about one thing, it ends up being about a lot of different other things, all centering around a very uh, uh, I, I eccentric is is a little bit too nice of a word, but I mean it, it's a really uh, unique setup to a bank robbery and all the motivations to it and all the people that were involved with it it's a really crazy story in fact i was telling woody i need to watch it a second time because i put it on uh while working and and it ended up being a far more complicated of a of a story and a situation than than i had geared myself up for so i'm sure i missed some important details i need to go back and see it yeah let's uh recommend everybody watch it i think rob's already seen it yeah because he told me to watch it we'll try to talk about it either if not this week, the week after, because uh, we got nothing to talk about this time of year. It is slow and go. Although, I was thinking, it's a lot of football players on The Bachelorette. I know you don't like The Bachelorette, but have you seen the cast? Uh, no, I don't like The Bachelorette. I tried I tried watching um, last, this the, the season before this, I started watching the first episode or two. And the the difference is it's like girl like girls the the, the re, part of the reason I like the Bachelor versus the Bachelorette is when it becomes competitive between the girls, they they kind of handle it in a in a way that's between them. Right. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, Where, yeah. Whereas when when it's the guys, it becomes like this this pissing contest to be like who can be the most outlandish well, look at yeah. me i'm so cool i'm so funny yeah, yeah, i'm so brutal. tough and it, and it and it gets over the top and i can't deal with that so well for me i get embarrassed for the guys i'm like dude you're gonna right if like if you were on that show acting some type of way like that i would never stop making fun of you about it well or well at least you would talk to me again which yeah. is good I'm like I'm I'm like I wonder how many people are still talking to our guy <laughs> on the Stanford coaching staff right now. Oh well, speaking of him, so it's his ex that's the bachelorette. Right, right. Well, they loaded up on athletes. We have former Jacksonville Jaguars tight end Cole Harbor. Okay. In in the thing, we got some other kid who was a two star in the rivals database. We have a guy from Pro Football Focus who follows me on Twitter who lists his occupation as football analyst. He's on it. Yeah. He's oh a contestant. my gosh. So, uh, cause he's I, running the analytics of every other yeah, contestant, giving him a grade after every episode. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, as somebody pointed out in an article I read, he was, he was, you know, they started filming the show in March, and uh, he had plenty of draft analysis up in time. Nah, yeah. busted. He might not have a long uh, run ahead of him, but guess what? I'm gonna hit him up on Twitter since he follows me, and I don't, I'm not team follow back. I will team follow back and be like. Just giving him a warning now. If he follows you and listens to this podcast, you're going to get a phone call. Yeah. We want you on. Send up the Talk people. a little come, bit about yeah, <laughs> That's an inside joke. I wish we could make those into drops if they are understandable. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're going to try to get him on the show once he gets voted off the island, which is definitely happening soon. Uh, so. yep. I just feel, I mean, you know, and, and, and just from a personal 
What, what was the guy's name from Stanford again? I want to say I Ross. Can't, I can't remember. Some yeah, kind I think of, maybe Ross. I don't. You were. I don't. Not only. Like not him, only so. did he go on to the show, to get the girl back, was unsuccessful. Yeah. Didn't he like go to South America or something? Peru? Yeah, right. Peru. Like was unsuccessful getting this girl back. Then she in turn gets dumped by the guy that she rebuked him for. Now he has to watch a whole nother season uh-huh. of thirty other dudes oh, doing. Man. You know, the imagination can run its All course right. at that point. <laughs> I wasn't too taken with her uh, as a contestant. I don't know. Sometimes I wish. I understand you want the built-in audience. Let's just get some fresh meat in there. You know, guess what they do on the challenge? Sometimes they bring in fresh meat. I'd like to see just, just a plain old stranger we don't know. Not someone who got dumped by the prior bachelor every time. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they've, you know, we'll talk to the pro football focus guy about that. I'm sure they've done some advanced uh, focus grouping on that one to see <laughs> what actually plays better. Yeah, maybe we'll get analytics Rob on the, uh... <laughs> Rob, are you going to leave us for pro football focus? <laughs> anyway. Well, we still, we still made it almost, you know, 40 minutes here. That was pretty good for me not knowing anything. Yeah, yeah, and uh, me wanting to go to sleep really bad. Yep. So uh, that wraps it up. We'll be back with another episode, hopefully midweek. I don't know uh, how we're going to release this one because I'll do it right now. Yeah, but I mean, we never tell. We didn't tell any bosses it was coming. Uh, so. No, oh, this might be an exclusive. Yeah, this might be an iTunes. <laughs> they, they, iTunes exclusive. We know if you're a real fan. Now you know what? <laughs> real quick, before we go, speaking of iTunes, I need to check if we got any reviews. Oh man, please! I got my fingers crossed. We were at 77 uh, before. so All this means is we're just going to spam this podcast out on message boards. Alabama, BamaInsider.com. <laughs> Get those earbuds ready. Let's see. <laughs> Commitment. Issues. Oh, uh-oh. We got a thud sound. That's never a good one. Um, Adam Friedman was actually on me today about our second podcast. I told him we would save it for... Uh, for yeah. the Browns on Ooh. Hard Knocks this year, Baker Mayfield. Mm. Boy, it's going to be a lot of talk about him not having any class and whatnot. Or playing. Uh, we are at 78. So we did get one new, at least one new rating. Okay. Did we get a new review? Yeah. Oh, right now. Nah, good stuff. I enjoy your movie reviews and insight on college football recruiting. That's an old one. Movie reviews? Yeah. Oh. Remember I went through that thing where I was watching the Oscar movies saying that they all stopped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did I have? Dunkirk, more like dumb jerk. <laughs> That's what I felt like after watching it. <laughs> Lady Bird, more like Lady Turd. Okay. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to our movie review podcast if you want to hear more about that. So that wraps it up. Leave us a review on iTunes. We only need 22 more to hit our goal of 100. We're trying to get that by the end of the year. Yes. And we're giving away a prize, I think Rob and I decided last mm. week. So if you leave a good review, you'll be eligible for a prize from Rob's uh, junk closet. Mm. Maybe a pair of sneakers, the way he's listening, you know, Mr. Sneakerhead. <laughs> yeah, so. g- gently, gently, gently trashed. <laughs> yeah, gently, gently, used, <laughs> gently used sneakers. Boy, it is really foggy outside. Yep. Look at this town. Look like we're back in San Francisco. Oh, my. Jeez. I, guess I can it, hardly see the one building. Yeah, we're in the burp. So anyway, that wraps it up. We'll be back with a new episode next week.